This interview is made possible by my friends at Athens Screen Printing, HP Overhead Door Company, Speedy Tech Repair, Tinsley Law and Title, and Gibson Pharmacy. Their sponsorship allows me to provide free content to the community. Please say thank you by shopping these local businesses and by following each of their Facebook pages. Hello friends, this is Michael from Hannigan Media and I am in the courtroom of Henderson County Judge Wade McKinney for our weekly uh, county podcast. How are you doing today, Judge? Doing good, Michael. You? Good, good. Got some new tires today, so I guess you're happy. Yes, well, kind of happy. At least we can get inspected now. There you go, there you go. <laughs> See, that doesn't matter who you are, you still got to get inspected. Yeah. All right, so we have two big things. Well, we have one really big thing I want to talk about today. Um, unfortunately, we've over the last few weeks, we've uh, talked about a lot of different things, and we've kind of pushed COVID to the back burner. But COVID has... Um, pretty much jumped up and said it's time to talk about me again yes it has uh, but before we get there i don't know if you know this but we're in an election cycle yeah you you mentioned that last week you know i, I keep forgetting about that early voting <laughs> is underway and so um i have to ask how has anybody turned out for early voting yet it is phenomenal michael when you look at the raw numbers that have come in we've not seen anything like this uh, before as far as the turnout you know we've had 25 percent of our entire role of registered voters already vote in six days in six days okay so in six days 25 percent mm -hmm. of all registered voters in henderson county have already voted already voted in six days in six days that is crazy <clears throat> because one of the things we always talk about and we 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 get upset with is the the low voter turnout right. in right. so many of our elections i know Many, many elections I've covered in Henderson County where the entire turnout is in 25 <laughs> percent. Exactly. I mean, th there is so much enthusiasm and interest in this round of elections. I mean, we're averaging a thousand voters a day at the Texan in Athens. And... Uh, Seven, the Seven Points area, you know, we moved from the City Hall across the street to the Lakeview Assembly of God Church, and it is actually averaging almost 700 a day. That is crazy. Across the board, uh, whether it's the Seven Points location, the Athens location, or the Chandler location, all across the board, voting is up. Yes. Um, higher than in 2016, which was a huge, huge election. Yes. I mean, we, I, you have to give credit to all of the volunteers, the election staff. This thing has run so smoothly. It, I, it really has. It, it has. It really has. I got to give credit to Denise Hernandez and her crew, um, you know, I, I've already voted, um, and it was a fairly decent line. Like, I started outside, uh, but I was completely through in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah, and— I was at the Texan. You know, the city of Athens, oh, huge 
thank yous and kudos to them for making that facility available. Lakeview, Assembly of God, and we put that one together on, on the fly um, to get it in time. And, of course, the city of Chandler with their facility, the community center over there, those facilities are so crucial to being able to, to just move the amount of people, not to mention what we're going to talk about in a little bit, the COVID restrictions. I can't even imagine what it would be like in Athens because the normal early voting is is the election office, yes. uh, Denise Hernandez's office right in the back. I cannot even imagine what it would be like trying to push this many people through oh, that yeah. facility. Well, remember 16, the line that they oh, had man. at there, the there'd facility. Be, there'd be a line all the way to the square Yeah, if, if it was like that. But they're doing a good job. I do want to, um, now that I think about it as we're talking, there is one thing I want to ask you about, and only because... I've had a, a reader reach out to me and ask, like, we can go through here and I can tell you that 14,060 mm-hmm. voters have voted in the early election in the first six days of this election. Right. But I cannot tell you who they voted for. No, you cannot. So. This this is more or less, you know, remember when you'd walk into some location sometime and you would see one, someone clicking a counter? Well, the voting system has a counter of raw votes. Right. But but there are no there is no way. Right. Um, for us to say, and right now it's running, you know, X for President Trump and X for Joe Biden. That, right. You can't no way. do that. No way. And my understanding is, you know, we have the kiosks as the check-in. That's called the poll book. And it's from that, which is totally separate from the election system, that we get our count from. So this particular person said to me, well, if that's true, then how come... I see on, like, TV them saying, in early voting, this is, that's exit polling. Exit polling, correct. And remember how accurate those have been. Those can be be way off. But that's what they're talking there is exit polling. Exit polling is when someone stands outside, you come out, they ask you a few questions, including who did you vote for. Right. Um, and they take that information and use statistics right. to My favorite word. project and figure out what's going on. But it's not an actual count. It comes to mind. Remember what happens when you assume? Oh, no, no let's not get there. <laughs> but I just want to make this clear. Yes. There is no way to know what the actual early voting results are until the polls close election day that's right there is a a tabulation process to do that and that can only be done at the closing and again that is done in the ESNS system voting system versus these numbers that we have here is out of the uh, poll book system that is used at check-in when you and come that's in. just saying we had 14,000 people check in that's right hey, here's the thing 14,000 people checked in we don't know even how many votes they cast because, oh, exactly. you know, there you could go in and say, all I want to do is vote in my local city council race. Right. And you don't vote in any other race. You vote for your city council. That's you walk right. out. You never voted for president or That's the other right. way around. Vote for president. Don't vote for this. So there's 14,060 people 
who have gone into the polling places to vote. We don't know who they voted for. We don't know what races they voted right. for. And we don't know who's We winning. don't know. You know, the the other thing that we didn't throw in making it go so smoothly is we I had apprehension, and many of us had apprehension, that the removal of the straight party balloting, that sure. doesn't seem to have, have affect the flow of the operation and we were really concerned that it was going to slow down the process and generate even longer lines but from what we're seeing i know when i went and voted it did not take me 10 minutes five minutes yeah it doesn't it's Mm. not it's not that long it isn't that long and the and the machines seem very self-explanatory it's very very easy to figure out (coughs) all right so there you go big turnout Mm -hmm. that's good yes i don't care who you want to vote for really seriously i don't if you're a republican if you're a democrat if you're an independent like me by the way split ticket voter (laughs) that's great just please go and vote do that that is engagement you know think of it you know it's you it's a responsibility it's your responsibility so good news on that front all right. right now we're going to move on to not so good news right because I want to talk about COVID, and um, I think that I have been guilty myself of some pandemic fatigue, fatigue right. is what it's being called now, pandemic fatigue. And I was all excited to uh, watch you interview um, uh, Denise Hernandez last week mm-hmm. and the week before that, our fire marshal, about what's going on in the county. And we kind of pushed COVID to the back burner and while we've done that our covid numbers have spiked and spiked pretty high they have when you look at the seven day moving average with uh, that net health puts out uh we're as high as we've ever been i believe we're at all time high we're over 20 that is that is really not a good it's not that's not a good thing we talked a couple of months ago about or, or yeah it was like two months ago we talked about Hey, we've got Labor Day mm-hmm. and the start of school. This is when things are going to spike. If they're going to spike, this is what we want to watch. And five, six weeks in, five weeks in, we were looking so good. And I think we got lulled into a little sense of security. Yep. Um, and now the spike that um, we expected has arrived. And the one place that we always look, and the state now, is using as their main uh, guidepost as to what's going on hospitalizations in the TSA. How are we doing on hospitalizations? Hospitalizations, as we've seen the testing go up, we are seeing a increase in the hospitalizations. Uh, as of yesterday, we had in our TSA, which is our 19, 17, 19 county region of almost a million people, we have 233 in the hospital and i remind everyone that our high was 272 back in july so it 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 is it has never really come all the way down much as it did across the state in our region we dropped probably 30 percent at the most 40 percent at one time and it's moving back up so, I mean, sometimes people hear that number, um, a million people in 233, and they go, well, that's not that big a deal. Um, one of the things that the state has done um, is link 
expanded openings to the percentage of exactly uh, COVID cases as it relates to the number of available beds. Right. Which is a change. It is. It is a change because to, it was a percentage of your of who was, was in there, the hospital. But but it is now a percentage of available beds, and in RTSA. Uh, over 11%, or I think today it's 10.6. It's 10. fluctuated 3. between 10 and 11% for right. a few few days now. Um, but between 10 and 11% of all available beds in, our, in this 19-county area are right now occupied by people who have COVID. Right. And these aren't short-term stays. Right. You know, when someone goes in to a bed, they are there for a little while. Even if if it's bad enough to be hospitalized, they're going to be in there for a little while. Right. Because one of the things we've seen is um, and we've we saw it um, with um, President Trump's case and Mm -hmm. and fight with covid that the um, the way that doctors treat it has evolved over the time of the pandemic, and they're much better at treating it now. But that also means that if you're in the hospital like that, it's because you're sick. You are. Um, And so this is our way of saying there are more people sick now in Henderson County and in our area than there have been in months Mm -hmm. because of COVID. The number of cases, and this is where that the number of cases are going up. The number of positive tests are going up. The number of hospitalizations are going up. And unfortunately, the number of deaths are going up. As of today, uh, Net Health has us at 26 deaths, 25 confirmed, and one probable. However, it's even worse at the state level. It is. Uh, the state is reporting the count th- that we have 28 actual deaths in the county. And when you think about, we, we talked about this a great deal previously about uh, how much effort it takes to coordinate and to get information in. At the beginning, we had residents that were actually on a cruise ship in California. And by the time they were here and recovered before the information ever came to the state, it also happens when you have residents that are out of state as well. So. You know, there's a delay on all of it, but that trend, we are trending up. In every area, in every, every bad every area. area. And I, I just did this real quick. When you take, and I don't want to get into the argument about a confirmed or a probable, right. you have a something that says you have it here, yeah. regardless of that. In the last week, we're talking 190. Yeah. For Henderson County. For just our county. Just our county. Right. So it is active. And we we stressed previously about that responsibility of washing your hands, yeah. you know, wearing a mask in those situations, and taking that responsibility for yourself, for your family. And the numbers say it all. All right. Now, I want to get into that for a second because okay. I want to talk about pandemic fatigue. But... Mm-hmm. Before we do, I, I want to um, come back and double back just a second to make sure people understand where we are. Right. The TSAs, the hospitalizations, are broken down. The state breaks down the TSAs. There are 22 
regions, there are trauma service areas, TSA, there's 22 areas where they get the hospital data from. We're one of the 22. We are in the top third. Yes. We are number seven in the state, the seventh highest out of the 22 for the percentage of bed space right now being used by COVID-19 patients. The other thing is Henderson County itself, um, when we look at the, the rate of positive tests, mm-hmm. like, okay, you go get tested and your test comes back positive. Right now, Henderson County's positive rate is higher than the state average. It is. And historically, it's as high as it's ever been. And historically as high as it's ever been. So when when i say or when we say okay it's time to talk COVID again it's not just something thrown out there it's like every we're not talking about people who are like testing positive going home and playing video games all day yeah people are dying our hospitals are filling up again um and, and it's it's happening at a higher rate in our region than in other regions in the state. Right. And again, if the folks want to see the information that you and I look at, go to henderson-county.com, and that's the Henderson County website, and on the banner you will see COVID-19 information. If you will click on that, it will take you to a landing page, and we have four items there. If you will go to the TSA statistics, it will give you all the information that Michael and I sit here and look at every day. This information is updated every day for um, a better understanding of it. And now I will tell you, it's not friendly to a telephone to using your cell phone, sit down at a computer because of the amount of information that we have there takes that screen real estate to see. And it, and it goes, and it's cumulative. So you can go back and compare where we are now yes. to where we were in July. Exactly. You can, you can see it, you can see the entire pandemic Yes. on these spreadsheets. Um, and look, it like you said, this is this is a, a sort of that transparency in government kind of thing. You trying to show the people exactly what you're looking at when you're making decisions or whatever you're thinking about right. with COVID. Um, it's not pretty. It's, it's, it's you know it's not made all pretty and everything. Right. But every bit of information is here. And, it, and available for anybody to look at. It's raw information. Raw there, info. There are four hyperlinks in that will take you to the governor's GA32. Yep. There is the map for the TSAs. If you ever get interested to wondering, well, just what is the geographical area of the TSA? There is the net health link that takes you to the dashboard that comes out every day on the testing. And there's an interesting one from um, DISHES, the Department of State Health Services, that actually gives you trends for all 254 counties in the state. And you can click on any county you want to see how how they're doing. And when I click on Henderson County, and they divide it out by per 1,000 persons, According right. to the state, we're at 14.6 out of 
average uh, per 1,000 individuals that have been tested positive with COVID. 14 out of 1,000 have. And you can compare that to all the surrounding counties that we have and do some of this yourself. And like I said, this is not something that you want to sit down with your cell phone and do. Sit down at a computer and go to it if you really want to get some insight. All right, and I'm glad you said it that way because now we're going to talk about why people are not going to do that. <laughs> because of pandemic, pandemic fatigue. fatigue exactly. What does that mean? I'm tired mm -hmm. of COVID-19. Right, and for so many reasons. We said last week because of the politicization yes. of it, people are tired of it. People are tired of not being able to move freely, to to feel like that they're, they're living life. Right. You know, and what's interesting, it's not unique. We had, pan we had pandemic fatigue before with the Spanish flu virus, and guess what? There was the original spike. Then there was a drop, and the next winter that came around, it went right up again. Sure. And it's following that same pattern. And it's been proven time and time again that we are in control of this. Live your life, but take responsibility. Okay, so I'm going to say this for the first time. I've never said this before. There are three ways <laughs> that you can be a responsible citizen and help limit the spread of COVID. Wear a mask mm -hmm. when you're in large groups or when you're in groups of people that they're not your family or whatever. Right. If you can't, number two, social distance. Six feet away. Six feet away. The judge and I are doing this without masks. He's at one table, I'm at the other with stretched out microphones. Right. And number three, wash your hands. <sighs> Remember when we had to sing the song and wash the hands and everything else? How many people have forgotten about that? Exactly. And are not washing their hands the minute they walk in anymore? Or who have stopped carrying hand sanitizer with right. them everywhere they go? So look, guys, we know that those three things... Make a difference. It's really important. It I is. get that you're tired about of it. I am tired of paying my bills. <laughs> right. If I decide I'm not going to do the best thing and the most responsible thing because I'm tired, I think my bill collectors are going to get upset. Right. There's cause and effect. It, it, it's very, very simple. Yeah. And please, don't – please, I don't want to uh, – <laughs> it's well, such a hard thing because you can't even talk about it without people trying to politicize it and getting crazy about it and everything else. And I get it. Nobody can tell you to wear what you're going to wear on your face and everything else. Well, when I go to Walmart, I'm going to go in there without pants because nobody can tell me what I ain't wear or not. Exactly. I mean, it is just uh, comes down to love for your fellow brother or sister. I mean, and I, I hate to put it that way, but it truly is a fact of those are all we have to do. It's been proven. Those three things will help keep it down. It does not mean that you have to wear a mask Every time you step out of the house, it's when you're yeah. in those situations where it 
prevents that contact. I was in my office, which is at the partnership center across mm-hmm. the street from here. To come here, I walked. Right. I walked out the door. I did not have a mask on. Mm-hmm. I was outside and I was by myself. Right. I walked across the street. I'm not worried about giving those cars COVID. So I did not have a mask on. Right. As I walked up to the sidewalk to come into the courthouse annex, I reached in my pocket and I put my mask on. Right. Because I was coming into a place where there were other people that I don't hang around. I wasn't sure whether my social distancing would be, I would be able to social distance. I have to walk right in front of the guy who takes my temperature when I walk in. And so I wore my mask. Now I will do the opposite as I leave. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying you have to live with the mask on or wear your mask when you're in your house. What we're saying is take sensible precautions and Mm -hmm. understand that nobody is trying to like take away your rights. Right. Like, Asking you to drive the speed limit so that you don't kill somebody with unsafe speed is not taking away your rights. Right. But now I'm getting on my soapbox. We don't want that. Well, honestly, it is the when we do things for each other, it helps the whole. I mean, that's all it does. And, you know, the CDC has come out and said, hey, if if you're a— possibly a first-person contact. If you're not within close proximity for 15 minutes, hey, you're good. We are learning a lot about this, and that adds to some of the confusion. Yeah. But if you follow the three rules, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It it really doesn't matter. It makes it so easy, and it's not expensive, and it's not like anybody's ass. Wear your mask right. when you can't social distance, social distance when you can, and wash your hands and sanitize your hands. Right. All right, that's it. Now, <laughs> I can't I, – I, I, am, I am fatigued with the argument. I cannot understand the argument. Um, I, I really can't. But now, let's make sure that we understand this as we get ready to sign out. Right. Henderson County is on a – full-on sprint toward the highest numbers we've had during the pandemic. That is true. Um, People are dying in Henderson County from COVID-19. That also is true. Our hospitals are filling up right now because of COVID-19. That is true. None of that can be debated. None of it can. Okay. So make sure you understand that we are now in a spike it's going up it's going to continue to go up unless we do something about it judge thank you very much for letting us come in i'm sorry i went on a covid rant um i look forward to seeing you next week hey what what does a county judge do on the weekend on the weekend i update this sheet (laughs) all right well there you go i thought maybe we would have gone out of here on a good thing but no it's spreadsheets on the weekend seven days a week all right hey thank you for your time and we will talk to you next week thanks mike